Hi, you're listening to another podcast from I'dRatherBeWriting.com. My name is Tom Johnson, and today, let's see, it's February 10, 2020, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about developer portals in contrast to API docs. Uh, one comment that I've often heard from people who take my API doc workshop or who go through the course is that they want a kind of advanced option or sorry, an advanced part two of sorts. Uh, they want more content um, at the next level. And I've been thinking about what that might actually involve. What is the next level up from API documentation? I have concluded that it's developer portals, really. And developer portals is a topic I keep seeing uh, emphasized in a lot of different places. Of course, we have the API the Docs conference session that focuses a lot on developer portals. But I've also seen this at a program, on Programmable Web, on different articles. People constantly talk about developer portals in contrast to just plain API documentation. I have a tendency to sort of narrow my focus to uh, to sorry to make my focus too narrow when it comes to talking about API documentation because even though in my course I expand beyond just like content development, um, there's really more to it. Than, and in in all fairness, I haven't um, I haven't given the larger scope enough treatment and consideration. I mean, some people, when they talk about, about developer portals, will say, well, you need a getting started tutorial and you need information on, on how users get API keys and author and handle authorization. In my mind, I'm thinking that's part of API documentation. Why are you calling this something different? But there is another level beyond that. If you get past just content development, there is a host of detail that goes with managing and running any website, especially a developer portal website. That's what I want to sort of dig into more uh, because I guess in some ways, um, a lot of times technical writers aren't creating all the content on a developer portal. You might have a lot of different engineering teams that are plugging into this developer portal, which is managed by a tech comm team. You might have 20 different engineering teams and you might be author, you as a technical writer might be authoring content for several of the projects, but certainly not all of them. Instead, you're kind of the gatekeeper. You're managing the the, the platform and tool chain, defining policies, procedures, processes, flows, understanding things. And this larger role is something I've definitely seen reflected in my own experience at my own work. Um, definitely playing more of this developer portal site manager type of role. So what exactly is involved in managing a developer portal? Well, I've got a list of a lot of different topics and I'm just gonna go through these somewhat uh, uh, briefly, but I've divided them into four different categories. Now remember, I'm talking about all the activities with a developer portal outside of content development, or in other words, outside of quote API documentation. 
I've grouped them into four categories, tools, policies and procedures, high-level strategies, and user flows. Before I get into this, there is one other point I should mention, and it's that there was a similar shift in the tech comm domain, uh, probably five to ten, oh, hopefully it's not ten years, I don't know, five plus years back, where suddenly people sort of woke up to the idea of content strategy. You, you weren't just writing documentation, you were developing like strategies for the content. Uh, this was sort of spawned by Kristen Halverson and and her content strategy book and sort of movement, I guess. Um, and it caught a huge amount of traction. Um, I always felt at the time that like, hey, a technical writer's role involves many strategic decisions and elements. Why are we breaking this out? And now what is what does it mean to write documentation? Does it just mean typing sentences out? <laughs> arranging them in in tasks and lists no uh, but but I also probably didn't give content strategy uh, its its due of of importance um, maybe it was just the the sort of role and context I was in but in reality there's a there's a ton of of detail that uh, many technical writers just sort of gloss over and as I've worked with more technical writers and, and different people, I've sort of come to realize that, that there, are, there are many writers who are content to just focus on delivering content for a specific product and that's it, right? You've drawn the, the circle around what you, what you will um, handle and, and no more, right? And that's really kind of how a technical writer and a content strategist differ. Now, content strategy sort of lost its... Um, Lost the sorry the the term content strategy became diluted because marketing took it in another direction and then you have SEO uh, firms doing quote content strategy which means something totally different from content strategy and tech com I won't get into that but basically the 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 move from API documentation to developer portals is the same shift into content strategy but applied to developer docs. All right, so what am I talking about? What is there beyond just writing docs? Well, let's start with this first category, tools. Um, how will you handle federated search and findability across all your products on the developer portal? Will you include facets? Uh, will you include other types of content on the portal, such as support or, or blog pages? Another point is to consider your Git workflows and permissions. Uh, you know, are, are you even using Git? And if so, how? There are a lot of different ways to use Git. And then who has permissions in Git? Do, does everybody have permissions to publish? And if so, that's kind of a big risk. And what happens when somebody creates a catastrophe in Git? How do you recover? Uh, there's also review and monitoring of all the commits that people are making in Git. You know, who, all the people you've permissioned, are you are you watching to see what they're committing? <laughs> and uh, sometimes they're slipping in atrocities or they're following some process that is not uh, is not with the flow you wanted. And it creates creates issues. You know, somebody's got to monitor this and make sure that people are, uh, you know, 
following best practices in there. Another aspect in tools is implementation of style and grammar checkers at the platform level. Uh, there are a lot of different, well, there, there are a handful of different tools. Uh, but how do, you, how do you implement something like Acrolinks or, or uh, HyperSTE or some other plugins that are going to uh, ensure doc quality? How about the design and the style of the documentation? You know, is this something that lends itself towards trust? And is it an attractive layout? And who's, who's driving that? How about security tickets and your developer portal? Most big tech companies have security groups. And there are many security policies that you have to make sure your portal follows. Even when you link out to third-party sites or you link out to externally hosted JavaScript resources, those can trigger security tickets that should be resolved. But you, know, you should understand what are the security kind of red flags and, and then how you handle and mitigate any kind of open tickets against your site. Configuration of PDF output and generation. Right, like uh, a lot of times people want a PDF, whether it's just to review something internally or to hand to beta partners. Well, how do you configure that PDF and how do you implement its generation into your automated build chain? That's a huge topic. Another topic would be understanding how your doc tool chain builds and publishes content from end to end, right? In the Jamstack world, this is a complex set of tools working together in a kind of orchestra. You, you have many different components, especially if you have internally built resources, uh, tools that, that are based on your own company's custom tools. Understanding how all these work can be challenging, especially if you had engineers implement a lot of the the larger um, pieces that are that are in place for your automated publishing. Uh, anal analysis of the right framework and tool chain for publishing uh, is also something to consider. Like, are you using Jekyll? Are you using Hugo? Are you using Craft CMS? Like. Are you using the right tool? Is it the most efficient tool for the job? Should you be, you be using an XML tool chain, uh, Polygo or uh, Oxygen XML, or should you be in a larger CCMS? You know, these are huge questions. Um, just understanding whether you're in the right tool chain to begin with. Uh, one one other detail might be. Enhancing your, your doc site with verification scripts that perform automated checking, such as checking for broken links or style uh, infractions or inconsistencies, you know, misuse of the same term. And that can offer, there, there's a whole category of tools uh, focused around the, these automated scripts, uh, with the Travis CI being one of them and more, right? So there's a lot in terms of the tools that uh, merits um, effort, right? Now, let's move on to another category, policies and procedures. And especially when we think of you know strategy, this becomes a little more relevant. Uh, the first bullet point here is 
um, the release process for SDKs, sample apps, and other code artifacts. You know, are you pushing these out to GitHub? Uh, even if they're not open source, that's going to be kind of odd. Um, or are you going to push binaries out to Maven, JSONer, kind of binary distributions? Uh, does that make sense for your product? What, what are the, the sort of distribution points for your product? And who manages the approval of all that? Who ensures that that these artifacts have been, you know, uh, um, vetted by security, by legal, that, that they've been QA'd, you know, that they're worthy of being pushed out. Another process to define is your contributor process. How will other engineering teams contribute to the docs? Will they submit pull requests, some other code review tool? Um, another, another point here is to define your process for localization not only the process for how you're going to localize content in your system, which if you're following a docs code workflow, this is going to be complex, uh, but also the priority. How do you decide which content to localize? Which markets, you know, are you targeting? And finally, what are the workflows around the whole localization process beyond just um, the tools, but, but when do you localize quarterly, semi-annually, who does that? Another point is the style guide development and implementation. You know, uh, for all the unique terms your company has, do you have a consistent approach for, for using them as well as other style matters? Another point is the processes for whitelisting your beta partners. Before you release, before you release, you often send content out to pre-release or beta partners. How are you handling that? Are they authenticating? Are you generating PDFs? Some other process? Who's going to manage the whitelisting? And how do you collect feedback from these beta partners? Do you have a Slack channel? Do you have survey tools? Do you have other other processes in place. You might also develop an onboarding guide for contributors and, and some kind of training plan. Now, you probably realized here these, these points are in no particular order and I could probably do a better job grouping them. Uh, I'm just sort of listing them randomly that, that came, to my, came to mind. But this onboarding guide can be uh, massive, but like somebody's got a, you, you need a run book for your site on how you how you get set up and how you author and what file names you should even follow and so forth. Monitoring and handling incoming tickets from other groups, right? If support files a ticket to your team, what's your process for handling that? Um, as well as what's your process, what's your intake process for larger product launches that span across groups like field engineers, marketing, support teams, docs. Is there a central intake that then feeds into smaller child tickets or, you know, how are you going to sync all of that together? Content audit of your entire site with the current list of owners and contact points, right? How many, let's say you have 2000 pages on your site or 20,000 pages on your site. What's your process for uh, knowing who owns what content, uh, when it was last updated, um, syncing incoming tickets with that team? 
that's the content audit is huge and of course a lot of these points could probably just be taken wholesale from general tech com content strategy it's not like a a developer portal is is so unique right a lot almost uh, I, I think many of these points um apply so far all right another point is how do you handle deprecation deprecation of old content when you're no longer supporting a product how do you put banners up or notices and when do you take it down what do you say um, defining the review process for docs before you publish do you do you um push content through multiple stages of review do you require sign off do you have uh, the product team look at it the field engineers and support legal and beta you know what is that process to publication to ensure quality how do you define your internal team's own workflow do you follow scrum or kanban some other methodology do you have regular sprints where you uh, identify items from the backlog and move them into a, a priority status a um, couple of other points here when people have rest api reference content do you require that they use the open api standard and how about with library based apis that have a javadoc or doxygen how do you ensure that they have been properly annotated with standards based approaches to the various tags they have links to other other classes and so forth is that all done correctly uh, and then how about for content that's a little a little less standardized let's say you have a, a CLI or command line interface doc um, do you define a structure for the commands or how about an XML schema or other structured information that just doesn't have an industry standard. How do you define templates and, and standard processes around publishing those? Another area is to define the display of specification information of different products. The attributes you choose, the way you are going to display those attributes, how you store and manage them, make them searchable. Another point is to understand the aware or to be aware of and understand legal red flags and danger zones. You know, are certain words prohibited, like the word platform or use of trademark names or screenshots from third-party sites, that kind of thing. Uh, licenses and other other uh, metadata on code files are often something legal legal has input on. Um, couple more points here in this in this policies and procedures type of, of uh, this policies and procedures category understanding product naming and branding let's say a team wants to push out some new product but its name is terrible you know how do you how do you push back on that how do you even know if it's terrible what are your your organization's branding guidelines and are you in sync with them and finally um, one other point is to publicize updates to a mailing list of people interested in the developer portal, all the different stakeholders. How do you keep them abreast of what's going on, what's new, um, what's changed, what's coming up? That communication piece is huge. All right, so I've covered tools, I've covered policies and procedures. Now let's look at 
high-level strategies, all right? How do you align your team's efforts and priorities with the larger org's priorities? Just because you have one engineering group screaming at you for docs, if it's not even on the radar of your larger executive's priorities, you know, what bandwidth do you devote to it? How do you handle it? How do you coordinate and partner with other doc teams? Let's say you have, you know, it's not, you're not the only doc team publishing on the developer portal, but there are multiple. Uh, maybe they each have their own Git workflows, style guides, unique kind of consoles or whatever, but you want to align in a common look and feel and direction and approach to docs, or how do you even know what their issues are if you don't have some kind of regular syncing, sync up with them? Another point for high-level strategies is to analyze trending support tickets and products, even when these, these support groups don't file any tickets against docs, but just to understand what issues they're encountering. And then, uh, you know, expanding the docs with that information that, that's missing. Another point is to sync with field engineers on a regular basis to gather more input that they're receiving from their partners that they're interacting with. A lot of times these, these, these groups, they don't really share information with docs. You have to go and, and ask for it. Um, another, another point here is to assess incoming requests and decide how you'll approach them. Approach you know, these tasks, whether you'll even work on them or not. Uh, you have to have some kind of uh, method for evaluating your level of involvement, right, in a, in a world of limited bandwidth. Um, some other points here might be just understanding your team's correct fit in the organizational chart. Are you grouped in engineering, in marketing, in some other org categorization? Does it make sense? How are you reporting your your efforts weekly, monthly, yearly? How are, how is this information bubbling up to senior execs, and what are they doing with it? What are they interested in? Um, another point is to understand what are the larger initiatives in the executive strategies and reports, yearly planning documents. How do these higher level strategies connect with? the work you're doing with all these products and their documentation. You know, if, if you find that your senior execs are really focused on initiative A, well, uh, how do you implement initiative A with your doc work? You know, are you all focused on initiative Z instead of initiative A? Another point is uh, providing input on a kind of developer satisfaction surveys. These are often sent out yearly, quarterly, um, and then how do you take action on the results? And finally, how do you build rapport with key stakeholders and kind of give them key updates about docs and the performance of them uh, with their product? So there's a lot there. Now let's move on to the final category, user flows. Wow, this is really daunting to think of all these different things, right? Like, there's a lot that goes on in a doc site. All right, and so I should probably have, have led with user flows, but understanding the user journeys from maybe the marketing landing pages into the docs. What is What are the, the defined funnels that we have? 
understanding how content across the portal all fits and flows together. Right? You have, might have docs from 20 or 30 different products. Do you understand like how they all relate, what they're all about? Um, and then you've got content across uh, support pages, marketing pages, some kind of console that people log into. Um, so understanding the larger picture is definitely key. Another point is how will you arrange your multiple doc sets into some kind of master index or starting point? What's your getting started page for all of your docs? Do you just have an alphabetical list? Do you group them? Is there some other way of, of creating your, your IA with your docs, your information architecture? How, what is the support path from the, from the docs when people have trouble, you know, how do they connect into a forum for asking the question, a contact us page, stack overflow, some other support channel. What are the flows from the console? Like when users log into your developer portal, there's usually some kind of console that shows your API keys and other information. What are the flows from that console into the docs? Are there links between the two? Um, how do the two sync together? How do you build trust with developers, right? Like, do you have a, a blog that keeps them updated that, that kind of uh, gets them excited about the site? Or do you just have really, really detailed release notes? Do you have other kind of channels, podcasts, um, other sort of news that they follow? Um, do, you, do you get back to them quickly? Or do you, you know, when there are updates and issues, do you... Do you flag them if some service is down? Is there some way that they know when their new products, when new products are released? Are there are there docs that relate to them uh, when new versions are released? Are there are there docs for the new version? Understanding the customer side of each developer product is is important as well. For example, if uh, let's say you have a product that handles in-app purchasing. Well, what is the, the customer's experience of in-app purchasing and how does that fit with the developer's side of it, right? Every developer product, well, I shouldn't say every, most developer products tend to have a customer aspect to them. And what is that customer experience? How does, how does marketing's landing pages fit with the documentation? Usually, Usually developer marketing, I'm not talking about consumer marketing, developer marketing has pages at a high level that explain what the product is and then a user, a developer user, dives into the details in the documentation. Well, do the messages on the marketing pages harmonize with the documentation? Terms, uh, workflows, and other features called out. Um, having an awareness and reviewing pages outside the docs is also important, um, not only in the, the console but on, and the marketing pages, which I've covered, but how about on Stack Overflow or on GitHub or when people do general searches on Google? You know, looking outside the docs is, is huge. And again, these are all things that can be easily overlooked if you're just focusing on content development. Uh, looking at your analytics and identifying trending pages, diving in to understand why they might be trending, and then prioritizing 
updates and efforts based on those more on those more popular pages is another huge effort um, understanding how every product fits together as a whole across your developer portal you know rather than just understanding the docs you work on and this this can be hugely challenging I mean look at some portals like AWS or Azure or some others that have uh, literally like hundreds of products um, how do you know that like products aren't uh, redundant or that you know how do you know how they all fit together that larger vision and picture is going to be essential when you try to group docs on your getting started page or your homepage and how you just surface related related product sets if somebody implements one product it might be logical for them to also implement another right and how do you how do you surface those two similar doc sets if you don't uh, have awareness of them um, another aspect would be driving developers to sign up for newsletters and other forms of outreach from the docs right the docs are are a place where people land and you want to convert them into some kind of uh, subscriber um, to your newsletter so that you keep them aware of updates. This is a huge strategy for kind of growing your membership of interested parties. Finally, um, how do your docs measure up with competitors? Have you done competitive analysis to see uh, if your docs cover the same topics as similar products in other companies? And what is that, that larger uh, perspective that developers have when they come from company A into company B and they're looking at docs? Um, are you covering similar points? All right, so these are, this is a lot of information, right? And like I said, a lot of this is probably highly similar to content strategy for regular docs, not necessarily developer docs. Although some of these points might be more specific to developer docs, especially the SDK release process, the contributor model. Um, I guess maybe not so much contributor model, but anyway, um, there's a lot to think about. Um, certainly another question that's going to immediately come to mind is how do you, how do you have time for all of this? If you're also developing content, right? Like you can't just, spend a bunch of time uh, trying to improve your your site or your flow uh, when the content itself is lacking and you have a release in two weeks. So that is a big conundrum, how you fit all this in. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm optimistic that a long-term strategy can kind of check off some of these points and implement good processes in a gradual way um, to sort of ramp this up. And of course, it's the, the, these points would, would scale to the size of your developer portal. If you have thousands and thousands of pages of documentation, you're gonna have much larger needs, but you also have more resources, hopefully, uh, to, to tackle some of those needs. And if you just have a couple of products, well, you know, you know a lot of this might be overkill. Anyway, I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. I think developer portals is a really fascinating topic. As I mentioned in the beginning, I think that uh, tech writers, like um, this is the role we play a lot of times on these doc sites. <clears throat> Engineers certainly aren't gonna be doing this. Engineers will maybe be writing reference content, if you're lucky, some tutorials. 
at the least, maybe uh, different code samples. Um, in other words, contributing to content, but a lot of these larger issues often are neglected, overlooked, and um, are, are definitely a place that, or, or an area where technical writers can provide a lot of input and value to an organization. That is all I have for you today. I do have these these points in a blog post, um, just not really fleshed out, very briefly mentioned. You can read more on my site, I'd rather be writing.com. My name is Tom Johnson. Have a great day.